That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker What's up, jobbers? Welcome to the latest edition of the Jobber Knocker Podcast. As always, is Nestle Mini alongside for the ride as a man that, well, folks, he's right now working with office equipment, JC. Scissor me, daddy ass! Uh, yeah, um, the DX reunion definitely fell a little flat without daddy ass out there scissoring people. Um, I don't know if that would have worked. There's so much but, uh... to unpack in that one sentence. <laughs> flat yes, ass Scissor. Uh, whatever, go ahead. It's fine. You know what we called that in the biz, though, Nestlemania, what we just did? That's called the cold open for our season premiere of the Jobberknocker because it's been a week of season premieres in WWE on SmackDown and on Raw. And uh, there was a lot of excitement and returns and comebacks, but we got extreme first. You know what? You know what's funny? What is the symbol of extreme rules? It's an X. What is an X actually? Scissors! Everything comes back to the scissors. It was National Scissoring Day last week, um, which was exciting. But yeah, we have a lot to get to in WrestleMania. Uh, would you like to get extreme, though, off the rip? Let's get off this. Let's just do it. Let's just go right to extreme rules. Let's go in order because there's a lot to get to. What I thought, arguably, uh, we could talk about this all day. Uh, there are two matches, I think, on this card, folks. Uh, this match and another match later on that I thought was in the category of match of the night. Might actually be. Some of these might be match of the year category. I don't know. We'll have a discussion about that mm. later on. Well, let's start off with the Brawling Brutes with a big dub. A fun match. Crowd was way into it. These three are baby faces. I did not expect the three of them to be over baby faces against Imperium. Uh, Walter slash Gunther can do no wrong. No wrong whatsoever. It seems like he can take a razor's edge through the table. It doesn't fucking matter, of course. Your boy fucking Vinny Vinny Vici off the top rope. Fucking out of nowhere. I was sitting there going, this is so much fun. And again... Wrestling is fun when you can forget what you're watching and just enjoy, like, holy shit, this is actually happening. And what a great... I, honestly, Extreme Rules was bookend fantastically, I think. But this match for me was fantastic. Guthrie, I'm sorry, it was not the match of the night. We'll discuss in a couple minutes why that's wrong, and you're always wrong, I'm sure. But... That's not true. I love Guthrie. I can't even say that. Oh, yep. You said it. It's uh, written in ink. But yeah, no, I agree. This was definitely the second best match of the night. It was a ton of fun. Um, you know, we like to shit on six-man tags. But this one, you know, it felt like it had a little meeting. It had some gaga with the nonsense with that good old Brook match, which uh, all that nonsense makes it funny. You got shillelaghs. And like you said, Gunther taking that through the table was a great spot. Everything my boy Ludwig does, I can't take my eyes off that man. He's so fucking handsome. What a stud. Then she's a stud. Pete Dunn, or Jesus Christ, Butch. Fucking Butch is a stud. Pete Dennis, too, if he ever comes back. Uh, Ridge Holland, stud. I love when he shows off his strength. And we know Sheamus right now is over like Rover. So this was just a recipe of a lot of fun, a lot of great wrestling, and a great way to kick off the night. I mean, we're clearly not done, right? Like, there has to be a third they're match. Doing the, they're going to do a trilogy because, uh, obviously, they have the Gunther 
the tap. He tapped and he tapped and he tapped. So they're going to do a rematch there of some kind. Okay. Maybe it'll be a crown jewel. Maybe it's on a SmackDown. Who knows? But yeah, no, they're not done. I, but I mean, I'm sorry. I should have, I should have clarified. I don't think they're done three on three yet either. Like I think probably that's not. Be- no, this, this feud feels like it'll probably take us through the end of the year. End of the year. Jesus. That's like three and a half months. Yeah. Well, I've seen uh, longer feuds. No, I know. I just, it's funny that a faction has like, continued to do stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like after a while, you're like, okay, what's next? And, and honestly, our attention spans are so small right now that it just seems like. I think until the crowd tells you it's enough, they're just going to keep milking it. I really that's do. That's fair. I mean, that's, that's a fair assessment, I guess. But for me, I'm just curious how long this can go. I mean, they make a joke banger after banger after banger, but like, is it, is it a banger? You know, after a while, is it less of a banger? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell. I don't know. They do one more match between Sheamus and Gunther. Either Sheamus wins or Gunther puts him down for good. That's how I look. Like I don't. I mean, I want Sheamus to finally get the United States. Sorry, the uh, Intercontinental. Not, not now. Not now. But not. But I want him to get it. I just don't want him to get it with Gunther because Gunther needs to have that championship. I feel like till at least WrestleMania to be dominant like he was with everything else. He's only taken. Yeah, then two, he can lose to Cena when he comes on the tank. He's only taken two W's in his entire WWE career. That's UK NXT everything. I mean, yeah, his team's lost. Whatever, that doesn't matter. He's never taken. Can you a name pin. the people who have beat him? Oh God! Well, there's uh your boy, uh, Dragonoff. We know that one, right? And someone I, else beat him in NXT before he got called up. Do you remember who it is? Was it Braun? Braun Breaker? I think it was. Yeah, yeah I think it was Braun Breaker. Yeah. But again, right before, right before he got called up. Right before he got called up. But I will say this much. <laughs> Good people to have beat you. Those are signature wins, obviously. He needed to leave UK to come over to NXT. He needed to leave NXT to get up to the top. So, I mean, these were reasons for happening. And so, I'm excited for it, folks. Uh, but, again, I can't talk enough about how great this match was. But we should probably talk about some other stuff that happened. Yeah, we should. And it started off, uh, the tone was set for the next match immediately because Philly booed the fuck out of Ronda Rousey. They were like, you are not our girl. And Liv is our girl. Liv got the big pop as she has been, which, you know, with Ronda, it's always 50-50 because sometimes you go places and Ronda's over like Rover. Uh, then sometimes you go to Philly and they fucking hate Ronda. Uh, this match was a little sloppy, I think, uh, to put it nicely, uh, a little bit. Uh, Ronda, not Ronda's best day. And uh, Liv, um, I think the toughest part of this match is if the bigger person is having trouble, it's going to make it a lot harder for the smaller person to save it. So this was just like, uh, I don't want, it, it wasn't, there wasn't a banana after banana after banana. It was a ooh after ooh after ooh. Uh, and then, yeah, it actually does end with Ronda. Uh, becoming the champion once again as Liv does not tap this time. She passes out uh, in the typical baby face, no tap way. Listen, I'm gonna say this much. You were. What, what are you laughing at? What? what? Is it me or is Nestle starting to dress like Kyler Murray? <laughs> are you done? Oh, you probably don't even get the joke because you probably haven't even seen the ridiculous things that he's been wearing. I'm watching. I'm looking on Google search right now. He looks like it's a not very a handsome. compliment. No. No. He looks like a handsome man. Show me show me a I, I love Kyler, but no. I'm a handsome man. What can I say? Also noted that. You're a terrible human. Again, we're starting off hot today. Nestle can wrestle better than Rhonda. As much as that's a compliment to me, it is not a compliment to Rhonda. So I will say this much. I appreciate the uh, the effort there. Um, but uh JC was being nice about Rhonda versus Liv. It was the drizzling shits. And I mean like 
diarrhea was the, the way I would describe this entire thing. They tried, but again, when you try too hard, mistakes get made, things get sloppy, and we know that either Rhonda is on point or sloppy. There is no middleman. There is there is no mid-ground for her. She is a fantastic or she is a complete train wreck. This was a complete train wreck of a match. It was awful. This might actually be in the conversation for worst match in WWE mm-hmm. this year. God, no. Are you opinion. kidding me with some of the train wrecks we've seen now? I don't know. I just think that... So here's the thing that everybody, including our boy Ray Ray, was fantasizing slash loving was that Liv Morgan was smiling as she was getting passed out on. So, I mean, you know, great for her that she continued something. Obviously, the digital exclusive had her backstage where she wasn't saying a goddamn word to uh, Sarah Morant. Uh, So there's a lot of speculation here we could go into, we could dip our toe into, but we will wait a little bit longer. But there's a lot to talk about with Liv because where does she go from here? Does she challenge Ronda again? Does she go to the back of the line? There's a lot to think about here. She's also on a farm somewhere in her everyday life with somebody else who may be coming back. So there's a lot of options here for Liv Morgan. So I'm curious, JC, I think the sky's the limit. I think it's a good thing she lost because she's better in the under underdog role. I think she's better fighting from, you know, underneath instead of being the champ. And she did a great day. What was it 93, 94 days or something like that? Yeah. A lot longer than I thought she was going to have it. Yep. She proved a lot of people wrong. I thought, um, but uh, it was going to be tough because even though she, when she lost to Ronda, it sure felt like she was just holding it warm until they were ready to put it back on Ronda, which they allowed Ronda to lose the title and kind of refine herself, find her character and her groove under Triple H. And Liv, they've kind of been teasing this a little bit. She's always, we know, she's always had that edgy side. We know she's obviously a big fan of horror movies. So uh, they're definitely going to go through some sort of change with her. And it's starting, I mean, she like she's obsessed with the fucking creepy-ass doll, Chucky fucking bullshit shit that I can't stand. I hate I creepy know. dolls. Hey, anybody that wants to really upset JC, give him a doll. He loves yeah. dolls If you, so you can take much. Lily and Chucky and fucking throw them in the goddamn dumpster. No one wants that shit. See she that, loves that here's shit. Here's what I want. He loves all the creepy weird shit. So this will it'll probably be a really fun live that we're going to get next. Everybody that wants to really make JC's Halloween complete, please send him Chucky dolls, uh, talking Tina dolls from the Twilight Zone. Any doll, oh, really. What? No. Yeah. Don't send me doll. Don't I'll waste your money. The, then we'll do is I'll get him. I'll hide him in the closet. If you're watching on video, there's a closet behind JC. So when he opens up to go get one of his million of jerseys he's got, uh, there will be a talking Tina or a Chucky doll and scare the shit out of him. What do you say, folks? Help me make a, a fantasy come true. Nothing? Nothing from you? You're just going to no-sell me? That's what you no, are. I'm, I'm a, no I'm selling son of a bitch. I'm going to absolutely no say. You, you are a sandbagging son of a bitch is what you well, are. Well, much right like Ronda in this match. Yeah, she had trouble selling. Sandbag. But you know what, WrestleMania? I'll say this. That match was not good, but I enjoyed it more than the next match because the next match was the biggest waste of time in my entire life. So strap in for this analysis. Uh, listen, you, we, we knew going into this that the strap match was very hard to get excited about. I Especially they, with these two, the fucking human snore factory. It, it was, it was Christ. like, it was, it was rough. It was very, very rough. I will say this much. I thought they did a great job of him not trying to have the thing on his hand, the, the strap on his hand. I thought that was nice. Then the rest of the match was just kind of all over the goddamn place. The I only time that I like bolted up to attention was when Scarlett did something. I knew you were going to say that. Anytime these other two fucking losers are strapping each other, I don't give a fuck. You can't take the most boring feud with two boring guys and give them the most boring stipulation. Can I can I go off on a tangent real quick and someone else can tell, yeah. you know, pull me back? Maybe you, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably zone out. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, so it's called, we call laying out in the biz. So here's what I want to ask the question, folks, because this is what was happening on my couch when I was watching this entire thing fucking unfold, right? 
This was what bothered the fuck out of me. Carrying cross, you got the fucking entrance, you got the girl, you got the look, the whole fucking kitten caboodle, you fucking do your ah, ah, whatever. And then the match fucking begins. It's dog shit, but you're supposed to be this fucking badass guy. You're supposed to be this guy who fucking chokes people out, resets the timeline, all this shit. No one's going to hurt you. You're fucking impervious. Yet! Somehow, some way, you need your lady to come in with pepper spray, spray the guy, and win the fucking match. You might as well have castrated him. There's no reason to do that. It like I get that Scarlett had to get involved. I get that. But this was his big moment. This was a moment to reset, no pun intended, what we thought about him with his S&M bullshit with his fucking stupid mask. This was a signature win, and all we care about in this thing is that pepper spray right in Mac's face. It's over. It's over. And I don't get it. I don't like it. I think it makes him look like shit. I think it makes him look awful. Someone can sell me on it. I don't give a shit. But honestly, you basically cut his nuts off because he is no longer a threat. His manager is just as an equal a threat than he is right now. And that's it. That would be some kind of torture if you cut this guy's nuts off because he gets to bane his damn manager. So if he can't freaking use that shit on her, eh, oof, that poor guy. Poor guys, put him out to pasture. I mean, you look, I don't know what else to say about this, but it's tough. Like, this match was rough. And I didn't give a fuck about it. I didn't give a fuck about it, and then I always, like, well, I'm watching it, so I try to. I literally just couldn't hold my attention. I just. Cross probably used the strap on Scarlet. Thank you. That was great analysis, Doc. Appreciate it. Appreciate it a lot. And then, of course, our boy. Dom, Dom said he didn't even realize it was a strap match yeah, earlier. Yeah, Scarlet, Scarlet shows he's just co-starring in it. Look, that. I mean, honestly. For the males in the room, yeah, Scarlet, right? But the match still fun. You can't. Have- I think for the females too. Come on. Well, sure. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, anybody. Like that- when I look at Finn, man, I just have an appreciation. I, I don't my, want him. I just have a great appreciation for my that. my wife. Last night, as a meeting dinner, said, "So I heard you talk to the guys on Saturday about how much you have a man crush on Finn Balor." And I went, "That's what you listened to? You picked up on that one line that I said?" Has she seen those Washburn ups? That's what I said to her. I said, "If only I could be that attractive." Honest to God, but. I should be the one wearing that fugly mask. But what are you going to do? <laughs> I know that thing was terrible. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so, yes, Bailey versus Belair. A great match. I thought this ladder match was all right. Uh, I love the KOD at the end. I thought her mm-hmm. jaw was jacked after that, personally. Uh, Bailey went out of her way. But if you didn't think that the KOD was going to be the victor here, I don't know what the fuck you were smoking. So, it is what it is, folks. It yeah, is no, I, I, I predicted Bailey. But then the minute the match started, I'm like, why the fuck would they take this thing off Bianca? Like, there's Roman Reigns, there's Bianca Belair, then there's the literally the rest of the roster isn't even on the screen. Like, it's just, she's such a megastar. She's such a stud. There's no reason to take that thing off her until maybe when she finally locks horns with Charlotte. And even then, she might beat her too, because here's the thing, she's beaten like every horsewoman. So right. uh, her and Bailey have great chemistry. They'll probably run this back in some shape or form. Uh, they'll find a way to get it, since uh, considering at this point, WWE doesn't really use anyone in their women's division, not part of damage control. Uh, so I guess we're kind of stuck with that. We'll talk about more of that later. Uh, but yeah, no... Uh, this is a fun match. I thought it was a really good ladder match. These two are both studs, and uh, the right woman won. Moving on to my favorite part of the night. I cannot believe I said this out loud to most people. The Ishmaz match. The Ishmaz match. I listen. So here's the thing. Usually, I don't love a good Ishmaz. We don't like I quit matches. This usually doesn't line up at all, you know. And of course, it's got the people who can't fucking win a match versus Edge who can't lose a match. But 
They went out of their way, folks. They went out of their way to make this very enjoyable. I thought the Gaga was on the Gaga 10 meter. It just fucking might as well have been 11. It was awesome. Uh, it picked up, you know, with seeing all the Judgment Day out there. Then, of course, Beth got involved. Then Ray got involved. Then they had to do all sorts of smiles. The kick to Dom's nuts. Crowd popped for that. The whole thing was all over the goddamn place. And, of course, it ended with them just beating the shit out of Beth with that chair. And, you know, Edge saying, I quit. Story Well, no, that's the biggest thing is that the only reason said Edge said, I quit. He wasn't going to save himself. But when they threatened Beth, he did it to save Beth. But this was the moment we were watching together at this point. And there was this long pause of Rio holding the chair. And I'm like, you better fucking hit her anyways. If you want to solidify yourselves as, like, the heels, you fucking hit her. And Rhea fucking hit her. And they beat him down. Beth sold it like a champ. Everyone gets what they wanted. This was just beautiful storytelling from start to finish. Everything about this match had a purpose. Everybody, like, everything got furthered in this. The Judgment Day looked better than they ever looked. Finn got a big signature win for the first time in a while. I think the even bigger part in WrestleMania is Edge got a loss. If we run back of Edge's run, this motherfucker doesn't lose. And not only is like, not he got pinned, he had to say, I quit. Like, that's a big fucking check mark in the record books for Finn here in the Judgment Day. So this was beautiful. The only part of this match I didn't like is, uh, I mean, we should have seen the Gaga coming when Finn came out with a poke her in the face uh, all over his head there. That was just, that mask was uh, interesting. Well, you know, he's trying things out. He's going through a renaissance, I guess, if you will. And it's okay. It's okay. I'm allowed, I'm allowed, like, look, you know, sometimes you get to walk out of the house when something that you're not necessarily sure of. He walked out of the house that day going, I'm not really sure if I'm going to like this. I'm going to try it anyway. I'm a fan of the purple bandana. I was a fan of the do-rag. All those things about, like, for Finn, his wife was probably like, you look like an idiot, but he's like, ah! Because, I mean, it's hard for him to look like an idiot. All he has to do is raise his shirt, and he's like, huh? Huh? Uh, uh, Don't look at my face. Look at my abs. It's fine, you know? Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, again, big signature win. I would put this in the category of probably match of the year. One of them, I think, uh, obviously, I don't know if it'll win, but it's definitely, I think, that good. I think. I don't know if that can crack the top four. This was some pretty good matches this year. There there have been really great, but I just think, like. This was a lot of fun. This maybe I'll give you Schmoz of the year. If we gave us Schmoz match of the year, this is probably. Oh, yeah. Schmoz, 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 Schmoz. All right. So, anyway, we get to the main event, the fight pit, which, honestly, thought was pretty good. Love the RVD, uh, you know. Innuendos and the gimmick and the whole thing looked like a million bucks. Five star frog splash off the cage, great stuff. Uh, felt like DC got too involved and in, in, in uh, it didn't work for me. He enjoyed catering too. Uh, well, so yes, he he. Uh, the part that I have is: has he always looked like that? No, he's pretty happily retired. Okay. I mean, he was never like the most like incredible, like, like, like a Hercules looking man because he's a heavyweight and like those guys usually have the little extra meat, you know, it absorbs some of the punches too, even though it makes you slow. He was still pretty quick, but you know, he's, he's had a very nice retirement. You know, he gets paid a lot of money by the USC to commentate, gets to do a lot of different things. He has a radio show now. So, uh, he's a pretty happy, uh, happy guy. We're dancing around the subject. He looked like shit, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, there's no other yeah. way to put it. He just kind of looked like shit. So if you put him in a ring with Brock Lesnar right now, Brock Lesnar would fucking eat him pretty well, much. So, so. Well, so, so Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, your boy that got fired was having to explain himself. But for him to say that he thinks that DC could take Brock Lesnar, I would, I mean, I don't think. That's I mean, he's clearly that. friends with DC. Right. No, uh, I know. So. But what I'm saying is I don't think like. If DC got in shape, sure. I mean, they're not that far off in age, but Brock and DC is was amazing. Like, go one. go back and watch DC. Like, he was really good. So, 
I don't Let's know. not pretend like he wasn't. No, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying, like, again, a visual not going to fucking happen. I, like, I agree Yeah, because with Jimmy. I think the point, the whole point of the, like those Jimmy Smith comments was it's like the whole thing in WWE is how you present these guys and make them look amazing. And Brock's been one of the best presented people ever. Can he back it up? Absolutely. But it's one thing to be able to back it up and have the presentation, you know? Whereas in UFC, those guys are just out there fighting and fighting. So it's not, it's not all the pop and circumstance. WWE's job is to make you believe this is an unbeatable force. And they'd have, I mean, They've done that with Brock his whole career. Yeah, they've done a great job. Uh, so we get to the fight pit again. I didn't necessarily love it. I didn't hate it. Was it. Okay. it was okay. It wasn't my favorite. I was. I think anything with a submission ending is very hard to get excited about, as we've talked about on this program. Submissions. It are made Riddle look good, though. It gave. Yeah. It's, they're really building Riddle right now. Like, and he this does is a, good a big job. win. He does a good job. Um, I feel like, and we'll talk about it, I guess, in a couple minutes about Seth Rollins mm-hmm. winning something, but. Does it does it negate? It's like so. Here's my thing: you had DC in that match, so did it feel like it wasn't all on the eyes of Seth and 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 Riddle? Riddle wins. I think it was. Well, I think the way they looked at this, and like obviously we saw why fucking Ronda Liv couldn't main event. Thank God. Um, but it's just like you have a a pay per view card and you don't have your champion. Um, so you're looking for a main event. So you're like, okay, we can put the fight pit there. Well, Riddles and Rollins just in a fight pit, like that's a fantastic match. If Roman was on this card, that'd probably be a great opener. But to make it a main event, you had to give it a little extra. And I think that's what DC was. It's like, we can take this guy who was a UFC heavyweight, multi-time heavyweight champion. He's a legend, a well-known public figure. We can link it to this type of match, to his MMA background. We can link him to Riddle. It'll feel more like something that should close the show. And I think that was the whole purpose of all of it. So does it take away from them? No, I think it actually elevated them to be the main event. What you know, that's just is what it is. I'm just wondering, based on that, based on what happened after the main event, based on the fact that Seth Rollins won the championship the next night or two nights later, it's hard for me to feel like there's not like a little bit of steam taken away from him, but. That's I don't think so. They like. I mean, you want to talk about steam taking away? And the only reason Seth won is because fucking Brock came back and beat the living piss out of Bobby right. Lashley, and Seth did his little mind tricks of goating him into a match. Lashley couldn't even lift his arm, so yeah. it's like it's one of those things. It's like he's a fucking heel nestle. He tapped out to the babyface one night. He won the title the next night, taking advantage of another babyface. Like that's fucking heel upon heel if I've ever seen it. Do you want to, do you want to get freaky now with uh, everything we saw, or we? Want well, to I mean, uh, the, the so Riddle's uh, posing on stage. You get the Triple H copyright courtesy pop up, but oh wait, there's more because uh, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Should I turn on my flashlight and keep going? Because that went on, on for a while. Turn off as your I lights. S- as I slow, I can't. It's the sun. As I slowly, turn off the sun, damn it! <laughs> turn off the sun. Bray Wyatt might be able to, yeah. uh, but they slowly reveal this. I mean, I'm curious. Uh, your part here is uh, living puppets of Bray's puppets. Uh, the five five iterations of the Funhouse slash Bray Wyatt, and obviously ended with a real life puppet of the Fiend. Before finally we get a door on stage, and out walks the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt, with his little lantern. I don't think we're getting the same Bray Wyatt. From like the, we're not getting Swamp Bray either. I think we're getting something different this time. But around. he looks like the Bray that we originally used to—the sure. one, the rocking chair, the one, the lantern. Sure. I think it's back because I don't know. We can like dive deep into this, but like what we always thought was the Fun House was kind of like 
Bray kind of stuck in his own head and his own re- like another reality, like his own reality. And all these like little puppets were representations of him and his past. And the fiend was like his dark side that came out of him. But it's like, we were presuming like, it was just like, that was whatever. But the way I saw this with the door opening was Bray kind of returning to like his like Bray form, as opposed to like these extensions of himself. So I think there's a million different ways you can look at it. But that's just the way I look at no, it. And I think it's exciting to interpret folks, because honestly, I, I look at it this way. You made a great point about him saying, like, you know, he envisioned in his head. And he did say in there that, you know, before he came out, that my life, you know, my living in my head was a prison, right? And then that, you know, being in my thoughts is a prison. And now he's unleashed and that all these things are happening. And if you notice quickly, they do the whole world in their hands. They zoom in on all five of these people. First off, I thought the same thing, people, but apparently it is not the case. If you go back and you watch other parts of Extreme Rules, those women's titles are actually there from a fan. So it has nothing to do with Sister Abigail. It's just happenstance. So let's pump the brakes on that. It 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 was a or is it? No, it's not. It's not. Trust me. Go back and watch the rest of the pay per view. It's been there the whole time. But anyway, anyway, maybe they left it there the whole time so you would think that and wouldn't see it coming. Oh, Whoa. All right, anyway, so so it's not. So for everybody out there saying it's Baron Corbin because the fucking the buzzard has a uh, relatively close Baron Corbin. Well, that's, that's my biggest issue off. is that everyone trying to like correlate these yeah. characters big. Oh, that's, but that's, that's like, no, they're literally all parts of Bray. Yeah. Like that, like maybe they like people be, like Become play them right, eventually, yeah. but like it's not one of those like, oh, this is that person. Oh, this is that person. This is the next. No, 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 no. They're all like, they're all like extensions of Bray. Yeah. I don't, uh, the thing that makes me nuts is, is like, oh, it's Grayson Waller because it's this or whatever. And I'm like, why would Grayson they Waller isn't Waller. anyone fucking near this shit, nor will he ever no. be. He's too busy on Instagram live fucking yeah. being cool, dancing around, fucking now, being the man. Now, if you want to tell me it's it's Gacy and the schism, sure, I'll buy that, but that doesn't seem like something that's happening either. So I think I think we're I mean, if they are if they are bringing back Eric Rowan, that's a, that's a slam dunk. If they are bringing back Bo Dallas, slam dunk. If they bring if they have Bo Dallas in his connection with Liv, slam dunk. Great. But I don't, I, here's the thing. As much as I want it to be a stable, I've thought about this over the weekend. I don't think right now they're going to be unveiled as people. I think they're just going to be there. They're just no, gonna, I think it's the Wyatt it, Six is the six versions of Bray. And that's what a lot of people and say, so it's too. five puppets yeah. in him. And, like, yeah. it's one of those things, like, maybe over time, maybe someone does, like, play the Abby, like, Abby the Witch or something or whatever. They correlate somehow, maybe. But to me, it, it feels like, at least now, it's like, these are just different devices Bray has at his disposal because these are all his personalities. Like, he's, like, we know how, like, how his mind works, but... Um, and I think like the biggest selling point for me was them showing the, a fiend of that standing there being like, that is like an entity, like these other entities are. It's just the fiend was the one that we discovered in the funhouse where the others already existed. I mean, it's hard. Our boy Ben's here. Fellas, great to have Bray back. Who does he go after first or is he just behind? There's the, the big day? question. So Ben There's with the, the Ben with the hundred million dollar question. Thanks for being here, Ben. Ben is a absolute supporter of the knocker from day one ish, as well as the Usos and Sheamus. So he loves uh he loves a lot of great big guys. So Bray's his guy too. Uh look, for me, you've talked about this JC riddle, right? But he's going on SmackDown. Uh, well, so, so here's here's the thing is that I don't think it's an immediate thing, because I think the, the WWE would be smart to just fuck around with this bullshit for like a month. Just fuck around with it. Have Bray pop up on both shows. These little promos we saw tonight, like there were little things that popped up throughout the show, like whatever. It just, I think they continue to do that. And what it's, but yeah, I do. And you brought it up is riddle is that 
Everything Bray does seems to be before or after or around Riddle. As we saw in Extreme Rules, he came out right after Riddle won. Riddle was posing. Um, on Monday Night Raw, before Riddle's entrance for his match, was all the Bray bullshit that happened and the bro music hit. We saw, like, when they first released the Extreme Rules posters, there was one that had a fucking lantern right over Riddle on the poster where it wasn't on any of the other posters till after they edited it. Could have been a coincidence? Might not have been, but it just, there's a lot of connecting dots that for some reason are going to Riddle. So it feels like he could be the first victim. But, I mean, again, I don't think it's anytime soon. But I do think it's not a mistake that Riddle is suddenly on this massive winning streak where he looks unbeatable either. So, I mean, it's a great get if it is Riddle versus Bray. I just don't know. Who was Riddle's best friend? Who is injured? No, there's a, there's a who lot. Who has of- a direct li- Who killed Bray Wyatt? Who burned him well, alive? Well, technically, it was technically... Alexa Bliss is the reason that Bray Wyatt was She's gone. getting it, though, too. He's. I think he's going to go after Randy and Alexa. And guess who's Randy's best friend is? Riddle. Connecting dots, Nestlemania. So here we go. We're connecting dots. Our boy. So this is a great podcast. Buzzing with... I'm going to butcher your name. I'm sorry, Marlo. Podcast. Hopefully I didn't butcher it. I think Bray will be coming after Rollins, I think. that's Listen, that's something that's very, very real, especially since he had that... Uh, he being Rollins having uh, an interview saying he wants to run it back with uh, Wyndham. You know, and I think he said that specifically. But again, I think down the line, I just think I don't think Bray's has any interest in a U.S. title. So I think that's a way to keep them apart for now. But I do think that's down the line. Absolutely. I mean, it definitely is a WrestleMania match. If Seth Rollins doesn't sneak in anywhere near a championship at WrestleMania, at least that's the way I feel about it. But I mean, you could you could sit there and talk about if I'm if if, just for a second, humor me. Right. We're on SmackDown and I'm looking at the roster right now. Right. Could you do something with the New Day? Eh, I guess. Could you do something with Hit Row? I guess. No. But the fuck are you talking about? The, the, the only one on SmackDown is Cross, and you ain't starting that fucking shit now because, no, that'll fucking, Cross is already dead. Don't kill him more. It's what they do is they, they have to pop. I mean, look it. Fox and USA, they're both going to want a piece of this for a while. So you just, he'll probably do a promo or a little vignette or a little bullshit. But I still think Reynolds the target. Also, they don't really seem to care about the brand split right now anyways. So looking at the roster, it's kind of pointless as we've known because we fucking see people popping up everywhere like fucking pimples just popping. They pop them, they pop up somewhere else. Why would it's you like pop a pimple? Whack-a-mole. Why would you whack-a-mole. pop a pimple? Whack them Where are you going to pop up? Where are these guys going to pop up? Your dermatologist wants to speak to you in private. Don't pop pimples. That's stupid. You should pop them. Anyway, our boy Ben says, why won't Alexa join back up with Bray? She's been doing nothing meaningful for a very long time. So I don't disagree with you, Ben. However, I feel like she's the one who killed him. She killed him. So, you know, there's that. I don't know. It's just it's hard for me. I think like eventually she will be. She will be with Bray. They'll do something together. But it's going to be like he's going to have to torture her before she be, you know, gets on on board. Maybe he'll kidnap Ryan Cabrera. Hey, you know what? He's Miz's friend, so you know he's what? around. If Dexter can get Miz and Bray will get Ryan Cabrera, what a segment. That's what we would do. Uh, of course, Buzzing has a great comment here. No title. I think it will be for a heelish faction of a horror vision of the shield. Listen. Oh, you think they'd be together? Oh, Bray okay. And Seth. Oh, okay. Maybe. Interesting. Maybe. I mean, that's something I didn't think about. That's a great, that's a great point. I didn't. But that doesn't feel like a first feud, though, because I mean Seth is now the U.S. champion. So no, look, I I, did, I don't disagree with you, but I'm looking at it like could he could the could Bray go right up against the bloodline right away? I don't know. Could he? Could, I, I mean, that seems like a weird flex at this point. The other thing, no, that, that's the bloodline. That's no, 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 if you're on Twitter, the the Max Maxine male models had made a joke about uh, Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt. So if that happens, I'm gonna 
I, I'm going to have to excuse myself. I don't think I'm going to be able to. I'm going to be inconsolable if the maximum male model is dealing with Bray Wyatt. Can you blame Bray for wanting to kidnap Maxine? Come on. Well, I don't. Here's the thing. She's all teeth, so she's not going to scream. She's just going to just show her damn smile the whole time. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, but, I mean, there's like, I'm looking through the whole roster, and I'm thinking, there's literally, I mean, could he fuck with Imperium? Now, that would be fucking cool. But that's not going to happen. Not, 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 You know, but it's like L.A. Knight. Could he go after L.A. Knight? L.A. Knight, see, here's the thing. You can't, you, here's the thing. You can't have Bray go after something that just popped up. Like, as we've seen, like, when you feud with Bray, it's but like you're, you're, you're getting killed. Like, you're murdered. So it's like you can't be, it needs to be someone established and believable because Bray has proven himself in his career as, like, an end boss. So it has to be a top star. It has to be. It can't be one of these guys who just debuted or a mid-carder or someone who's like just starting to get momentum. It has to be someone who is established, an established star, or well, else it's not going to work. The one person we didn't talk about was Mac. He's already fucking getting eaten alive by Karrion Cross. They mean, can't then feed him a brain neck. It's Riddle. It's 100% Riddle. I hope you're right because Riddle seems the most logical. It makes the most sense. It's like literally if, if he's coming back for like revenge, Riddle's Orton's best friend. Ben saying Bray going after the bloodline, picking him off one by one would be cool. I I tend to agree with Ben, but here's the thing, Ben. We're going to get to the point where it's Roman Reigns, and then it's just like, you know, yeah. what do you do at that point? That's why it doesn't – I mean, it's one of those things. The guy literally just came back, so, like, you want to stick him in the world title picture? No, Historically, that's fucking away. murder. Keep him yeah. away from he it. He shouldn't sniff those titles for a very long time. He's HBK He has no reason to. He's His HBK. gimmick doesn't need titles. He doesn't. He, As he you can, all tell me all the time. He can go all his life without another championship. He don't need it. He is he is an entity. He's an attraction. Keep championships away from him. Away, yeah. for the love of God. Uh, Buzzing's got another one here saying, I mean, for Survivor Series, but looks like there's distractions between them, which makes them so many more storylines, and Bray would have to start out small and not be on TV. I tend to agree with that as well, because the bloodline's all over the goddamn place at this point. And I think, I think they're really hyper-focused on... Judgment Day versus Edge and Company for the war games, it looks like, you would think. But would the Bloodline yeah. have one? I don't know. I Damage control. I, 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 that's why, honestly, I think it's just Bray. It's going to be little fucking promos and vignettes for a while. And eventually, like after when Riddle has a signature match, it's going to pop up. Okay. Okay. But what if Cross and, and, and Mac are done? What if we're done with that for a while? You really want to fucking stick Bray with Mac right now. No, that would be the worst case scenario for both of them. You okay. want to stick Bray with Cross? Also be the worst case okay. scenario for them. Okay. You need to stick Bray with someone who's interesting. Okay. Not fucking I, the two most boring guys in the roster. Can I just can I just talk for one second, please? Go for it. Try. Okay. You and I are on this podcast every week talking about how McIntyre needs to leave. McIntyre needs something new. McIntyre needs something. And you're yes, talking you about Bray Wyatt being an end boss and killing somebody and that McIntyre is an established guy. He's one of the tippy top guys. So what if, this is an additional hope, what if it's Bray Wyatt versus McIntyre and then McIntyre, for the love of God, goes away for a little bit, gets a new coat of paint, gets a different sword, maybe it's bronze, I don't care. And then, of course, he can come back and fight Bray with a sword. Maybe he can stab him because maybe we've wanted that since the whole sword was there. Sword... Then we got some swampy Bray, some random yuck yucks going on. I'm I'm talking myself into this. I think this is a good idea because Mac goes away for a little bit, gets a little bit heavier, darker, whatever you need to be, and then we're going on it. Let's do this fucking shit. 
Let's so do this it. goes against two things that you hate. One is like you're following something with like a very similar thing. Like Cross and Bray are both these like darker things. Cross just beat Drew. So you're feeding a weakened Drew, just going to fucking pop up to Bray Wyatt and like, oh, Cross go fight Roman. Yeah, lose, lose. No, thank you. I don't want either one of those. It's like, no, if anyone's writing Drew off TV, which isn't going to happen, Nestle. Drew already took, he took a little break earlier this year and he already came back. It's already happened. There ain't going to be you no know, fucking... Another break for Drew. You're just letting your Drew hatred seep into this shit here. Is oh, that you don't want to see him job to break? Don't become, Bray, don't don't become no, the baby It's not face. even thing. If Drew and Cross are going to probably fight a little bit longer until fucking Cross gets a boring title match against Roman down the line, which God, God help us all. But no, come on. Get out of here. First off, Buzzing, if this is your first uh, rodeo, yes, we are not a big fan. Uh, we're not big fans of Drew. I'm sorry. If that hurts you, I, I apologize. We, Drew's we, very talented. He's very I just talented. don't think he's the guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. We both agree on that. That's the one thing we agree on. He's not the guy. Uh, of course, uh, your boy Bertsky, all six foot ten of them, uh, feeling like uh, Bray messing with Theory could be fun. Yes, it could be, but not right yeah. away. I think having him go against uh, Theory, Theory's way in the Gargano way right now, so let's just deal with that bullshit. Uh, but overall, Extreme Rules, fantastic, I thought, most of it, and... I enjoyed it. We're moving on to Crown Jewel. And then, of course, later on, Survivor Series. Crown Jewel is looking to be kind of fucking weird. But it always is. It's one of those. I mean, like, it's headlined by a guy in his third match ever. So, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's one of those. They're going to stack this card like they always oh, yeah. do. And then people are still going to say it doesn't matter just because, like, whatever. They don't want to give, give any credence to Saudis, which that's perfectly fine. But WWE is going to stack a card. It's going to be in the middle of the day. It's probably going to be a really good show with a lot of theatrics, and it's going to have some meaningful matches. It's going to have some non-meaningful matches. But uh, at the end of the day, we all know it's going to be the tribal cuck posing over Logan Paul. So. Yeah, that seems like inevitable. Uh, so, again, now we're in part of the shine. Let's do this thing, folks. Anything good that you've watched this week? Anything you want to talk about? You want to lay on the line here? I mean... SmackDown on Friday nights kind of seems eh, eh, when there's there was only one thing I put in my shine, but we can save it for later uh, okay. from SmackDown. The rest was pretty much lead up to Extreme Rules, as you said. Uh, but yeah, always in the shine, much like Randy Mandy Rose. Uh, the Bloodline's usually always in the shine, WrestleMania, because uh, when they're in the ring together, especially the entire unit, like we saw on Monday, it is great television. Sami Zayn is obviously one of he is probably in the best moments of his career right now. And he's had a pretty damn good career with some incredible moments, but man, this guy is clicking on every cylinder. His stuff with Jay Uso is top notch. His dynamics with Roman and Heyman and Jimmy and solo and everyone is top notch. Everything about this segment was like, this is what I'm looking for. If I'm, if we're talking about a season premiere of Monday night raw, then yeah, I need the most dominant stable, the most entertaining stable on TV. And that's what we got. And it delivered. I really love the, the whole, like, you know, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso dynamic, and then now having Sammy get in the middle of it being like, Jey's cool. Everybody loves Jey Uso. Look at Solo. He's cool. Yeet, yeet. Yeah, exactly. Yeet. I mean, like, Yeet was thrown all over the goddamn place, brother. Yeah. It was. Yeet. Yeet. My dog, my dog, yeet. And it's like, okay, great. Uh, it, it, and my, I, I actually smiled from ear to ear when he was like, You're, you just got to be a little bit more oozy. You know, and it's just like, Usi is going to be a thing. The crowd started chanting it. But here's the thing. The more they chant for Sammy, the more I want Sammy to be the guy that beats Roman. I know it's not going to happen. It's so much better of him and KO beating the Usos. I know, I know. But here's the thing. I feel like Ro the longer Roman Reigns goes, he has more of a say of who beats him. I really do. And I think, oh, absolutely. And I think that if it's not, like if it's The Rock 
make me vomit. I don't want that. Yeah, we don't if it's not that. Cody, what the fuck, right? It's, it's hard to see anyone else besides Cody or Seth right Seth now. Seth Rollins or Cody is the, the guy. Yeah. But it, a dark dark horse really is Sami Zayn. I, if you wait a third person, yes. I'd put him third. I'd put KO fourth. I, 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 like I want – so like here's the thing. I think KO versus Roman Reigns at the Rumble is going to happen. But I think what's going to end up happening is is that's the part of which like they tug on Sammy's heartstrings because something will happen to KO, and then of course we're on to WrestleMania. That's but, that's up the tag match at right. Mania, hundred yeah. percent. I think that's where we go. But getting there is a pain in the ass because I mean we got like is another- it though? Because every single week we come on here and we talk about how good these segments are. Like I don't have any reason to believe of why someone as ingenuitive as Sami Zayn, someone as ingenuitive as Roman Reigns when he actually shows up, someone as ingenuitive as Paul Heyman having this extra dynamic of solo, like why can't it be good every week for the next couple months? And, no, you could be. And and, and uh, Buzzing's right here. He says Rock versus Roman is what I want at Mini. I think we all want it. I think it, uh, here's the thing. That's I that, don't. That's I'll your, be honest. I don't want it at all. That's your marquee. Zero percent. That's your marquee. I really don't do want it. that. But I think. I think we're going to have to really, really, really uh, wish Do for that it. the next year when Roman doesn't have a title. I just, I don't know. If he, has, if he has a championship going against The Rock, I'm not going to be happy. I, I think yeah, that's it doesn't. I obviously, it. it, it's it. something you put on and you can advertise it and like it'll get a million bajillion casuals. It, like I'll get all the casuals. You'll look back in history, it'll be really cool. But I mean, as someone who watches the product every week, I don't give a fuck about that. That's fine. You know? Yes, that's what it is. I feel, since I guess this is correlated, later on in the night we had, you know, Riddle versus Sammy with uh, everybody leaving but the Usos, which was a nice Mm -hmm. little touch. Uh, And, you know, Jay not coming to get some steaks in New York City. What the fuck? And then, of course, we get, which I thought was a decent match, but the the real thing is, is like, especially on Raw, sometimes on SmackDown, it's the story, right? Like, it doesn't really matter what the hell's going on. It's just the story of what's going on. And watching Jay trying to help, because that's what Roman Reigns said. He wanted his honorary use to win. Then, of course, later, things turn for the worse. Jimmy's trying to help. He pauses, don't help him, and then he loses to, to Riddle, which, again, seems like a big W there. Uh, and more infighting continues. He's racking him up. Keep an eye on it. I have a feeling that Jay is going to be excommunicated, like even for a week or something. Like I feel like something's going to, he's going to be made an example of very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah, no, they're definitely uh, leaning into that. My only concern with this storyline is uh, the Usos are holding both sets of tag titles. And uh, at some point, I'd like to see them defended. Um, so that is the only flaw in the storyline, unless if they can work it in. But yeah, no, besides that, it's just, it's, it's gold. All right. Anything else you want to talk about that you thought was really good? Uh, so, I mean, I feel like I'm saying a broken record every week, but I just, I can't stop because it's like my favorite It's my highlight of the show. And that like heel Dom, like the man doesn't even have to breathe yet into the microphone and the fucking heat he gets is the fucking Roman level heat. It's just like people fucking hate him. And it's incredible because you can tell like we, now that he's been doing it for a couple weeks now. You can see him, I thought especially on Sunday, you can feel him getting more comfortable with his mannerisms, with his facial expressions, with his pacing, where it's like, okay, this kid's finally starting to catch a, catch a little bit of a groove, which as a baby face, we never, ever saw. Because like we talk about all the time, it's a lot harder to be a baby face. But as a heel, he's got the slick back, fucking doofus looking haircut with the doofus looking face. And he's got the girl over his shoulder like, ah. So 
I just, everything about Heel Dom right now is fun. I love the stuff with his dad trying to get him to hit him and he wouldn't, and he just keeps hitting him back. And Ray just literally, uh, Ray did such a good job in the segment too of just showing like how broken he is. Like he doesn't know what to do. He's like, that's my son. Like I just, he doesn't know what to do. And I just think, again, it's the Judgment Day stuff this week, whether it was on Sunday or Monday, just like the storylines that seep out of it are just so juicy. Buzzing says, son beats his dad. People will instantly hate someone. 100%. Especially when your dad's one of the most beloved wrestlers of all times. That's a, that's a very fair point. I just think it's hard for me to, to sit there and be like, as a dad, right? If my kid struck me, I'd be like the same thing. Like, oh, oh, you know, like you can't do anything about it. You, you like, you really can't. Like, even if he's a little shit, you can't do anything about it. And the fact that Dom is the personification of a living, breathing shithead. And oh, doing so good. Doing, but here's so the thing. Good. He's doing a great job, but he hasn't had a match in a while. I think the last match was against Edge. He hasn't had to. Yeah, he because his character work has been so good. He doesn't need to do anything. Finn's doing all the work, lifting the entire thing. Rhea it's hasn't had a start. match in God knows how long. Yeah. Um, Priest is kind of there. But judgment, matches. but judgment Day is injected with Finn and Dom. Like, that's really all it is. And it's well, Rhea, I mean, you can't speak enough about what Rhea adds, especially oh, yeah, to absolutely. Dom. Like that, she is right now part of the Dom package of why it works. And him growing comfortable in the role with her is like what really has brought it over the top. It's wonderful. I mean, I would feel a little uncomfortable if they start like making out on top of a dead, lifeless, like I don't Ray think body, they're going to do that because she's his poppy and his mommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. Uh, so uh, real, real quick, they say, I say, struggle of being a, a wrestler have to talk hits and art of characters. Less is more. Look, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna continue to wrestle as much, but they're gonna have to. They're well, gonna have to melt the saw, fuck out of this all the way well, to WrestleMania. What we saw later is uh, it was kind of set up a three-on-three -three situation, so he's gonna be wrestling. They're, they're, don't worry, there's gonna be plenty of wrestling. But I think it's just it's been smart of them to build up this persona without the wrestling to kind of let us grow accustomed to it. So then when he gets in the ring more, it feels like it matters more. I, I feel like Ray will, will somehow hit his son at war games. Like it has to and happen. War games should be so fucking good with yeah. how they're building this. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing too is we may not get a one-on-one -on -one match till WrestleMania, which is hard to get from here to there, but they can yeah. do it. They've done it. They've done a great job with Dom. Not really. Well, they teased much. the mask. Was it on Sunday? He was trying to rip it off. Yeah. They teased. They give you a little taste there. So, if he takes the mask and wears all black and purple with it, that's I'm fine with. I'm fine with it. Somehow, some way, making it a thing. But who's who's who would have thought in a million years? One, we'd be on Dom's side, like we would be excited to see Dom, and two, that we thought Judgment Day was going to last. Yeah, so, no, we, uh, I was excited about the fact of Judgment Day when Finn joined just because I love Finn and I was looking forward to see what he could do, but it didn't, and obviously it was floundering. We know Dom has been floundering for a long time because I just, it just wasn't working. So we always kind of told you that, like, what if they turned Dom heel? Could it work? And it's, it's worked with flying colors. So, yeah, and I agree. When, when Ray finally does attack, it will pop, but I think they're going to wait for a big moment. They're going to wait for 60,000 people to erupt. Maybe, yeah. maybe Survivor Series, we'll see. That's what will make it even sweeter yeah. is because they have so much going on with these guys and everything around it that they can really slow play these moments. Like that, this Ray, Rhea Beth moment was a moment we've been thinking about since Edge broke up with the Judgment Day. But there's been so much going around, they let it breathe until it was time, and it made that moment feel so fucking sweet. Like, you could feel, that pause was probably only three seconds after Edge said I quit and Rhea staring, but, like, as a viewer in that moment live, it felt like an eternity, because you're like, do it, do it, 
be the bitch. Do it. It's just like stuff like that. And they'll have a similar moment when Ray and Dom is like, that's why everything around this has been the storytelling is just. Mwah. All right. Anything else you want to get heady? We're already 45 minutes in this. Uh, no, we're not. You can't get heady when Brock Lesnar returns and beats up Bobby Lashley. WrestleMania. Come on. This is what you wanted. We all want Brock versus Bobby as much as possible. And we're going to fucking get it now. Uh, I think Bobby's calling him out either next week or on SmackDown. I don't know. I was happy. I, I would say this much. Bobby Lashley, if you're going to fucking do this again, take the fucking suplexes. Because last night. I know. He, he always, always like rolls roll into his shoulder. He's going to yeah. fucking concuss himself. He did it last night, too, on yeah, the one he, he took. did. He did. And I, I was sitting there pulling my hair out. I said, didn't you learn? Didn't you fucking learn from last time? I don't know. I just. I, I'm, I'm super nervous, folks. I am super nervous that he is going to hurt himself again. He'll be fine. He's a professional. He'll be no, fine. No, I know he's a professional. He's a professional last time he fucking hurt himself. Yeah, it happens. It's not ballet, Adam, as we like Who to say. Who the fuck is Adam? Who the fuck you are. is Adam? No, I'm well, you know what happened after Brock left Bobby in a fucking lifeless pit? Out comes da na na na. All taped up and injured. But you know what separates Seth Rollins from a lot of people? This right here. He knows he's battered and bruised, but he saw an opportunity. Be like, you know what? Bobby Lashley, he's a prideful man. And you know what is your best weapon against a prideful man? His own fucking pride. Bobby couldn't even lift his arm, but Seth goaded him into that match. And I love the teases they did. You get the fucking spear attempt with the pedigree off the back. Like, oh my God, it's over. Nope. Seth hit a frog splash. Oh my God, it's over. Nope. He had to hit him with multiple curb stomps before he finally put down Lashley. So even though Lashley lost his title, he still took look like a motherfucking stud because he took multiple finishers from Brock and Seth before Seth finally put him down. But it also gave us Seth as a new champion, which is uh, something people have been clamoring for for like three years. So win, 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 win. Well, uh, look, I'm happy that Seth Rollins won. I'm curious to see where we go with this because at least he's got gold. I think it was like a thousand days since he's held the championship or something like that. So that's cool. Uh, Bobby Lashley against Brock. Sign me up, Crown Jewel. That'll be a big stud moment. It'll be good. Obviously, Brock gets the win so we can get a triple somewhere down the line. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see Cowboy Brock back. It's hard when it's Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Brock Cowboy Brock was such a great baby face. He felt like the heel in the yeah. segment. Like he, it started as a baby face, but then as it kept going, you're like, oh boy, no, he's a heel now. But then at the end, you're like, oh, it's Brock again. So it's like, I kind of like that dynamic because Bobby's kind of been the guy, like, like with the crowd for the most part lately. So it's just like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, look, I mean, I, 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 I'm sitting there thinking, how hard is it going to be for Brock Lesnar to be a babyface? I don't know. I mean, I think Bobby's done a great job, so it's a very, it's a very. I mean, on paper, it looks cool to be at Crown Jewel and see this matchup again, but Bobby Lashley needs to be the babyface in here because he's done a great job the last six months being a great babyface. Brock, he can what turn Brock did made though so it's in this in this feud brock's gonna get cheered no matter no. what he is because he's fucking brock just like seth seth is one of the biggest heels in the company he gets one oh. of the biggest baby reactions in the company they sing, it's just like jericho and aw fucking biggest heel they sing this fucking song so it, it like brock is one of those guys that kind of like rises above that but no what brock did he's the heel heel in this feud and bobby's the baby face all right anything else you want to get heady i mean did you dislike maurice Coming out and face planting a cake? No, I didn't miss that. I, I loved it. I just Maurice was in my. I, this is this is a good teeter totter moment. Maurice, boing, and then psh, get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Let's get into the heat. That to me, that Miz celebration, fucking awful. They missed the fucking cake spot. The fucking whack a ball. They, they she still rubbed her face. No, I know. Them. I know. She did her job. It was just 
the fucking thing was all over the goddamn place and then fucking whack-a-mole Dexter and then like the, then he slithered out the other side and he ran away. I just felt like it was nothing in this segment could have made me excited. It the crowd didn't care. And as I said on Twitter, and I still believe this, everybody's chanting, eat the cake, eat the cake. He fucking takes a serial killer knife, he cuts out a slice, he eats it with the knife. What is he known for, folks? He didn't give the thumbs up after the cake. The place would have erupted. Big fucking pop for the cake. But no, of course not. Nothing. Fucking nothing. Your boy Wesley's involved here uh, saying, where is Champa? I don't know. I really don't Miz know. Miz mentioned him last week being like, where is Champa? So it's clearly, I think, part of this story. Maybe he shows up next week when uh, Dexter and Miz get in the ring. But it, it was because I've been wondering the same thing. I think we brought it up a couple times. But Miz did mention it last week when he was on the phone with Maurice. Like, where is Champa? I haven't seen him. Have you seen him? So I think they're, they're probably going to get – it's probably a way like – they're going to get him away from the Miz. But I think like storyline wise is Dexter's going to have him fucking bald and gagged or something. I don't know. All right. Know. That was dark. Went down a real dark hallway there, but that's okay. If you ever been kidnapped, you might get bald and gagged. I've never been kidnapped. Thank God. So there's that. Well, we're still young. It'll be all right someday. Maybe. I don't know. That's what it is. Anyway, let's get more heady. I'm going to get into the big uh, heady stuff. You ready? Yeah. Let's get ready to get heady. Uh, exi- uh, sorry, Zia Lee and Sonya, what the fuck tag team uh, somehow loses to Shotzi and Raquel. Thanks a lot, Jobber Alert. What is that from? That's from SmackDown. Oh, fuck. I don't even, only, I don't even remember SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you had a great six-man tag there, the whatever. LA Knight's back, great, whatever. And, and then we go over to, da, 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 what is it called? Uh, Raw. Okay, I didn't enjoy DX. Here's why. They were missing a member? <laughs> well, they were missing Daddy Ass the most over member. That's one thing. But the other thing, too, is Road Dog was fucking annoying as hell. Like, well, he was know, trying. Like, I like X-Pac. I like, I mean, I, I like Triple H. Shawn Michaels is Shawn Michaels. And then it's just like every fucking chance he could get, he interjected. And I was just thinking to myself, shut the fuck up, Road Dog. Nobody wants you to talk. You do your fucking, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gentlemen, do that. That's all they want you to do. Do a little shake, rattle, and roll. But God damn it, he was trying so hard every time that red light was on. I was sitting there going, shut the fuck up. It was awful. It was fucking awful. And of course, they just kind of paraded him out at the end, and I thought something was going to happen. Like if, if Bray Wyatt came out or somebody did something with DX, like the bloodline or something, it was just it was just like a celebration. I just felt like it you're like Dom in our thread. You're always getting your hopes up for these things that are never going to happen. So you're ready for disappointment. Literally, that was exactly what I expected to be. But, I mean, look around in that segment. The crowd was fucking on their feet. There were millions of DX signs. It was about like that little bit of nostalgia. That's why, like, I didn't hate it. I obviously didn't love it, but it was just like it was one of those things. Like, it's just it's it is what it is. They were they were just dragging them out there because it was a premiere. The people in attendance got to be all hyped because they got to fucking do the entrance and they got the, all the fucking gimmicks and bullshit minus daddy ass. But yeah, no, I mean I'm never gonna be like, oh, Road Dog was great because I fucking that guy's nah. What but a fucking this is, this is exactly what I expected to be. He's a he's a scenery eater is what he is. Speaking of one going to another, we have a Gargano match versus Theory. Not bad. Um, but you know where do we go from here? Hopefully well, something- so my issues with this, and we haven't really talked about it yet, so I'm curious your take because I kind of shared some of mine early in the thread. I thought it got better throughout the night, but this match to me felt so awkward, and it was because the commentary in this match was atrocious. 
Like Kevin Patrick was very good, like in and out of things, setting things up, providing story, setting up graves. But in this match, when like he needed to call wrestling moves, it sounded like he didn't even know what to do. Like I'm, it sounded like he never had called play by play in his life. As the night went on, I noticed in a lot of the matches, Graves started doing some play by play randomly in matches. But this one being the first one, like there were so many awkward pauses. And it just felt like, like commentary is supposed to enhance the match, not take away from it. But between the silence and the awkwardness, like it kind of took away from something where it's just like, granted, I said this to him, like with Michael Cole, we're spoiled because he's so good across the board at everything. Kevin Patrick's an incredible host, and I think he can definitely grow into this role. But I think in terms of like pure wrestling commentary, like play by play, like that's going to be a big flaw in the short term. Jimmy Smith, like, yeah, the guy. There wasn't much personality there, but like he called the moves. And the reason why a lot of times we didn't notice he was there is because he was doing his job, just calling the moves. But in this, it's like Kevin Patrick would drop like the name of someone's finisher, which saying a move and calling the moves is different. Like you're watching things happen in the rain and he's not giving me anything of being like, well, I've never seen that before. Like, what is that? Like, you know what I mean? No, I, I tend to agree with you. It's very hard to call commentary if you don't know the moves. And yeah. take it from personal experience. I mean, when I when I have to commentate, I go up to the locker room and I say, hey, these are my notes. These are what I know your moves are. Am I correct? Have you changed them? You know, like, tell me what I'm looking for. And, and the one thing that always makes me laugh when I go around the locker room, I always do this to see what their reaction is. I go, what story are you telling tonight? You want to tell me there's a story in independent wrestling? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they don't. They just go out and wrestle. But it is what it is. But Kevin Padgett, what is this, a second stint doing this? Well, this is so. like his first, uh, his first time on play-by-play, so that's why. Oh. Like, I, again, I think he can grow into this role, and I thought he did a good job. Like, honestly, his best match was the almost match because that was one where you're just painting a picture. You're not calling moves, and you just need to hit the big ones. And that one, I thought, like, that, he perfectly did that. And I, like I said, I thought it did get better. But that the first match, and then I think that was the Bailey match, like, those ones, it really took me away, which it's a shame when you have Gargano and Theory in the ring putting on a pretty good match. For that to take away from it, just it kind of sucked because I felt kind of felt robbed of that match now. That's all. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. It's just not great. And, of course, you talked about Bailey and Damage Control, some random backstage promo with Byron Saxon. We're just getting used to everybody doing their new roles. It is what it is. Uh, I think uh, WWE on Raw lately has turned into AEW with their women's division. It's the same fucking three women every week, and they just prayed them out, and you're overexposing them. And, like, they have a deep roster of women's wrestlers in WWE. And, like, yeah, you talked about that tag team match on SmackDown, but besides that, the last couple weeks, it's like, where's everyone else? Right. It's like, you. first of all, it's like, you're not doing damage control any favors by continuing to put them out there on every show and giving them way too much TV time. Like, that's that's bad. Less is more with sometimes of these things. But it's like, it's also, and a lot of people had this criticism, like, there was a three-hour show last night, and you call it a season premiere, and you have one women's match. Like, that is, that's not a great look for a company that for the last five years has been so progressive with the woman. Like it does feel like it's taken a step back the like in recent times, which sucks because they have a lot of talent on the roster. I think they just shoehorned too much into this and it, it just didn't work. It wasn't an impressive season premiere in my opinion. I don't, I don't think it did a great job, but I think a lot of people disagreed with you because a lot of people loved it. So I saw some people saying this has been the raw after mania. I don't. No, fuck no. I'm not. Fuck I'm, no. I don't either. Like, granted, you're getting the Brock return. You get another return that we're about to talk about, probably. And like a lot of like cool stuff. Like, but no, I just I I thought the SmackDown season premiere wasn't good either. So it's just like we're looking at I don't know what other what other person returned or premiered or come back. 
Uh, the there was a, a man in a tag team who you once called a future world champion on this podcast, and I laughed in your fucking face. He's back along with his big goon fucking mid brother. The mid brothers are back. Hold on, so hold on. I never, AJ Styles. You're, you're you're burying the lead here. I never said he was going to be world champion. I said he should have been an intercontinental champion. That's There's not what you said. That's you what told exactly me he was, was a future world champion. No, I did not. Good. I did not. You yes, messed you everything together. Yeah. You're messing yes, my. You you're did. messing. No, no, you're messing. I up will my, go back and I will find this episode. I because you 100 percent did that. Then 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 go back and find it because I guarantee the only reason I remember this is because you told me this I didn't even know who this guy was I never heard of him and they were coming over and you told it to me like in person too how much he was because you love this guy and I I took one looking at him and I I was like no no fucking way he's a really good wrestler but come on and I hadn't seen him wrestle yet I know that I've seen him he's a good wrestler but Stop it. Don't try to run from this. You love your mid-brothers. No, I don't. You I, I, no, 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 no. I, listen, listen. I learned my lesson. I learned my <laughs> lesson very hard the last time the good brothers were in the WWE. I was excited when they showed up the first time, thought it was really fucking cool. And then over time, they just fucking dragged them through the mud, through the mud, through the mud, and they showed up in AEW, did whatever the fuck they did there with that and Impact. Jesus Ugh. Christ, is that bad? Then they come back over here. I, it is interesting that the end, uh, you know, the New Japan pro, pro wrestling was because they NJPW, but it's actually the other thing. But New Japan, uh, you know, what do they say? Neverweight Open champion is coming over to the WWE. That's pretty cool. What He's does that mean, by the way? What is a Neverweight? I think it's one of like they try to do like the X division where there's like no weight, no rules. There's like a like okay. anybody can do whatever they want kind of scenario. I'm this okay. is where Conway is gonna fucking pull his hair out because we don't know about <laughs> New Japan. Sorry, I'm sorry, we don't know about NJPW. No, I'm not cultured about a Neverweight championship. I don't know what the fuck that never means. Neverweight is that even a word? Neverweight? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Anyway, never make weight. Never make weight. So the people who don't make weight make this thing. I don't fucking know, you know? Uh, but anyway, fucking literally, I'm like, God damn it, the Good Brothers better not. And then he fucking came out, and I'm like, he's bringing them with him. And he gets the hug and the whole thing. I just, Crowd loved it. No, I know, but here's- People a, love returns, but I like, I like, this I like was we not always a say- return for me. This was kind of like, month, whatever. how are you guys going to feel about these guys fucking taking up TV time? Exactly. These guys are, here's the thing. Here's the thing. AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers bar none. 100%. In the ring, bar none. But the minute those fucking idiots behind him show up, I am sitting there thinking to myself, what a fucking waste of space. Like, what a fuck. Like, like you, couldn't, you couldn't make me less interested in AJ Styles unless those two are behind him. And I was just, I, w- I mean, God damn it, JC. I, I went from... <laughs> I went from enjoying my night very much to thinking a wet fart had come across my screen. That's what I felt like when I was watching this. You know what I wanted when they did this bullshit? I'm like, okay. I had a feeling these idiots were coming. They're AJ's boys. We knew once Pop H came back, it's like they're going to bring back everyone. AJ's going to fucking clout for his boys. They're going to bring him back. But I'm like, all I wanted, all I wanted is when they came out and backed up AJ. If they would have turned on AJ and followed Finn, okay, I'm in. But instead, you're just going to give me more of the same. And maybe, who knows, maybe down the line they do. But it's just like, there's plenty of more, like, people that I'd rather see in those spots than them. And that's fine. Like, those guys, they've lasted a long time. They're, they're fine. They're, they're, like, they're warm bodies. They're serviceable. Gallows is big. Anderson's a good technical guy. But, like, these guys, like, they're... I don't know. It's not it's not one time, And that's all people remember is beat up John Cena and they think they're great. Tell me one other thing these guys ever did that was good. In WWE, nothing. Nothing. Fucking nothing. And that's why I am I'm on your side this time. <laughs> Wes actually Fucking has a good nothing. comment. He said they are AJ Styles size redeemers. Size redeemers. <laughs> that's oh, pretty good. Really? Like that. It's, it's redeemers. 
That's pretty good. AJ Styles has been irrelevant for the last year or two. So with these yeah, guys, he's right now listed in the uh, most underutilized talent in the Jobberknocker Awards. It is unbelievable that someone with the name Phenomenal is not phenomenal in the last well, two, three years. Well, I think part of the problem is we saw it like last year, he's new contract. He's a part-time guy. Yeah. So it's like in his contract, he's like, huh, I don't have to go to those house shows. Oh, you're going to fucking Chicopee this week? I ain't going to be in Chicopee. So it's like suddenly you can look at the schedule. It's like, well, we have AJ this week. Then he's not here the next three, and he can't be at the pay per view. So what do you do with him? You know what I mean? It's, it's that's the problem with having someone with this type of schedule. With Roman, it's fucking Roman. You make it work. But with AJ, it's a little harder at the moment. I know we're gonna get AJ Styles and Roman Reigns one more time, but it's just I don't know if I give a fuck at this point. I really don't. And if oh, you're gonna have, man, we're gonna have to watch the bloodline. fucking Orange County idiots take on the Bloodline. Yep. yep. Just oh wait for God. it. Yep. Yeet versus. Uh, yep. Beat up John Cena. What a waste of fucking time. Anyway, anything else you want to get upset about or you want to move on? I got nothing else. All right, let's move on to our hope. Would you like to start? I didn't think so. No, I don't. Would you like to tell the audience why you're not starting? I don't have one yet. There it is. There it is, folks. Let's shame. Shame on him. Just saying. With his salmon-colored shirt that looks beautiful. It's it's pink, and it's uh, left the dolphin. It looks very Like you're about to do in your hopes. Let's hear it. What am I going to do? Left the dolphin. the dolphin in your hope, probably. Okay. Okay, fine. Odds are in my favor that that'll happen. Fine. You're right. I'm wrong. All right. So here's what I would like for my hope. Are we ready, folks? I want one thing. Are you ready for this? I think that Triple H is never going to be able to be physical again with his heart condition. That's fine. But what I would like to see here is that Triple H somehow, some way, becomes an authority figure on the show. Not necessarily all over the goddamn place like a Vince McMahon. But I think I can believe him as the, he can be the the authority, but you can't touch him. You know what I mean? I think that's the hardest part is you can't really have a match with him. So what I would love to see is somehow, some way, Triple H get his kind of boys in his scenario and his corporate kind of faction. Because I think that's the last piece of the puzzle here. We have a lot of awesome factions. You can go down the list. You've got all of them. It seems like when wrestling's at its height, all these little factions pop up, and we're getting to a point where it's going to percolate here. But I can see very much so that having Triple H be Triple H, the C, you know, COO, whatever guy, with his minions. We've done the authority before, but I want to see him really, truly continue because I think he's one of the best heels that's ever done it. And having him in a faction being the guy now, being like the true boss of everything and not being able to wrestle is kind of interesting to me. But I think he's going to be a little bit physical back and forth. But if you can get an entire faction around him and get them kind of in that heel persona, I'm in. I'm really in. And I think he needs to be on TV more because I think as much as we joke about how the man McMahons used to pop a rating and stuff like that, I do think the Triple H does kind of bring more eyeballs because the casual fans know who he is. So putting him on screen isn't a bad idea. And I want to see him with an entire entourage behind him doing his thing. I mean, don't put a Gargano or a KO with him, but like, you know, somebody else he can believe in and and, and do something with because there's a shit ton of people on that roster that they're not using. And Triple H can give the rub to a lot of different people. And he needs to. He needs to. And that, he, he's got to give back the way he can. So that's my hope is that Triple H is the authority figure making the fucking moves and the shakes. And everybody's going to boo him out of the fucking building eventually. Yeah. You don't like it? I'd rather just have Adam Pierce come back as the on-screen Fuck character with, with, Adam with Von Wagner as his bodyguard. Von, what? So here's the thing. 
Put the wagon with him. Put Vaughn Wagon yeah, with Triple with H. Adam Pierce. No, not with Adam Pierce. Give me the Adam fuck Pierce. Out. That's so many. The only way. If what if I if okay, so there's here's a, your there's hope a red, now. Is it a Von Wagner? No, there's hope? a red pill and a blue pill. The red pill is that Von Wagner never makes the main roster. The blue pill is the only way he makes the main roster is as the body protector for Adam Pierce. Which pill are you taking? I will take the Adam Pierce pill, but Yes! Nestle loves Adam Pierce. You heard it here. There we go. Time to get. I literally just had a hope and now I forgot it. Yeah, exactly, because you went up on it, right? You might as well just blow your load on the fucking Adam Pierce hope, whatever. His hope is that Adam <laughs> Pierce really aligns with Vaughn Wagner. Oh, oh god damn it. I literally just had a really good hope too. Yeah, it's fuck. Yep, you fucking suck. That's what happened. And that and then I had to do the bit and it fucking first blew off, up in my face. First off, can we just every time Doc makes fun of my gap between my headphones to my head, turn to your side. Turn to your side. Turn the other way, dummy. Look at that gap in you, too. There's, like, no gap there. There's gap. There's That's gap. That's so many. Your gap is, like, the size of the fucking parting of the Red Sea. Mine's, like, a little fucking... So you want me to do this and look like my head is being squeezed? You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you going to give us, like, great hope, or are we going to move on to a segment? We, we're way over, pal. Yeah, here's my hope. Next week, Elias returns to WrestleMania. He's going to be sitting us on. There's only one thing we all want from that segment. And it's a man who fucking wasn't on Raw this week. Is fucking out comes Kevin Owens, confused as fuck. I know he's had a character change since then, but like, there's no way you can have Elias return and not have Kevin Owens come out and be like, what the fuck is going on? So that's my hope. Just make sure KO's involved in this shit because no matter what he says, will be fucking funny. Uh, just JC's hopes come true. JC knows. I don't think they can. Because uh, Corey Graves made it sound like Elias is going to be a baby face coming back, so who knows? That's fine. Can they can be friends then? Can they come out and be like, "What the fuck is what, what happened to Zeke?" I don't know. I it just want to meet Elrod. I just want to meet yeah, Elrod. What the fuck? We got robbed of Elrod. Maybe we'll meet all three. Maybe this. Maybe is a bait we could and get Elrod. That'd be great. Maybe this is a bait and switch. I hope so. God damn it. That was the besides who pied Kevin Owens in the face. This is one of the greatest things ever that Kevin Owens has done. I think just. Just, just calling out Elias in general. No, is the 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 KO Ezekiel like that is why I looked more fondly on the Raw after Mania. Is that nonsense was so good, and that was part of it. Going to the comeback time. It's bringing you comeback. Do you have a comeback? Um, I, yeah, I do. It's Kathy Kelly. Okay, there you go. Uh, she didn't appear on screen, but she was in the exclusives. She's back with the company, and she is now the interviewer for Monday Night Raw. If you listen way back in the archives, way back when, I proposed to Kathy Kelly on this podcast. The offer still stands, Kathy, uh, if you're listening, but she's a stud. She makes wrestling a lot more fun. She has a great rapport with a lot of the wrestlers. A lot of those wrestlers that she had that rapport with are now on the main roster and on Raw, so I look forward to her work on Monday Night Raw. Okay, my comeback goes to, I can't believe I'm doing this, uh, Legado, Dan, uh, Legado Del Fantasma. I can't even say their name. Uh, Legado Del Fantasma. Fasma. Featuring who? The Zelina Vega. That's the real comeback, folks. That's the real comeback. I Listen, uh, it's a great stable. Obviously, Electra Lopez is not with her. Uh, with She's them. injured, she, apparently. She's injured, okay. Yeah. But I think Zelina does a better job in the height department, I think. So these guys look a little bit bigger. Um, and that helps, and Zelina's really Fair. good. I think Zelina's a really good mouthpiece, and I think, again, if, uh, you know, on the off chance that Andrade, if Andrade comes back, there's, 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 there it is, right? Like, that's, that's a layup right there if Andrade gets back into that bullshit. Uh, but I'm excited to see more factions show up in wrestling. I think, like we talked about, I just, there's a lot of great factions going on, but Zelina's great on my television for obvious reasons. But again, it's going to be a hard thing to see where Legato del Fantasma uh, can size up. If it's Hit Row, 
Look, that looks great. But after that, where do we go? Where do we go? I don't know. I'm, I'm minute. They'll be fine. They're very good. They sized up fine with Imperium, the Brawling Brutes, and all these other teams who have been called up. There's no issue with there. Santos, there's a reason why I'll put him up. It's hard for me to ever envision him as a main event type guy if you want to go to size there. But again, a guy with the stable always looks better. And if Andrade does come back and Andrade Santos feud for the Legados, mwah, that'd be sweet. All right. It's now time to get the big old finish. We got a lot to get through predictions wise. This might be one of the longest ones we've done in a while. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. SmackDown. Sammy versus Kofi on uh, SmackDown. And we have LA Knight taking on Mansoir. I'm excited for LA Knight. I was almost going to give him my comeback, but again, maybe we'll give it to him next week. Uh, Kofi making fun of the fact that Sammy's the boss. Clearly, I would uh, think that Sammy wins this one because Kofi can't really do anything. I don't know. It sure feels like New Day Usos is probably uh, running back uh, at the moment. Uh, that'll, that might be the crown jewel uh, match. On Raw WrestleMania, we have The Miz taking on Dexter Loomis and Elias' return so far. Elias' return, you already talked about what you want with KO there. Uh, do you care about Dexter Loomis versus The Miz? I don't. I think this is the part. I'm just part curious ways. what's going to happen. I mean, I've never seen a Dexter Loomis match that blew my socks off, but I mean, anything The Miz touches is usually good, so it at least has my attention. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm assuming it's going to be my heat next week. That's what I'm going to say. Well, there you go. Maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. We go to NXT tonight, Tuesday, if you're listening after. Well, whatever. Uh, we actually predicted this match last week because they advertised it and didn't do it. We have Math Nerd versus Nathan Frazier in a North American qualifier. Just give me Frazier because I think he's the better talent. Don't give me masked mathematician ever again. Just get him off my fucking TV. I don't need fucking goodwill hunting. I just want fucking Nathan Frazier. What a fucking stud. Let's move on. And Mello is just going to fucking be mellow anyway. So in the ladder match. So I'm excited. Speaking of that ladder match, Wesley is qualified. And he kind of got a little tizzy with the Don last week. So he has to take on the Stax man this week. Stax. Stax gets a match. Stax. That's what we're fucking doing. We're fucking prolonging Tony because he got hurt or whatever. And now Did you hear Stax is uh, stacking it up on Santino's daughter too. Good for oh, him. Oh, wow. Yeah. What speaking of uh, speaking pull. of fucking great polls, Big Body Javi is apparently dating Tatum Paxley. He's taking on Broad Breaker this week. Really? They fuck like bunnies down there in the PC. Well, you want to talk about a white bunny rabbit? I mean, Jesus, there are plenty of bunnies down there, I guess. Jesus. They're all incestuous down there, I guess. Whatever. That's what it is. What? Do you have a prediction for Big Body Javi versus I mean, Broad Braun Breaker? Breaker's going to break him a fucking half. <laughs> this I mean, that's match will probably be three seconds. Yeah, and then I we mean, have... Alba Fire, once again, for the third time, is going after Mandy Rose's NXT Championship. That means she has to take on all members of Toxic Attraction. It starts this week with JC Jane. Well, clearly she's getting all the way to the top, so that's what's going to happen. She's going to run through yep. the attraction. Yes, she is. And then now on WrestleMania on AEW Dynamite, we have a main event between two of the all-time Nestle favorites, Chris Jericho and... Brian Danielson. You were going to call him Daniel Bryan. You were going to call him Daniel. 100% I was. I even wrote Danielson, but I see it as Daniel's son, Brian. (laughs) Danielson. Uh, I would hope to Christ that Jericho wins because I don't think Daniel Bryan slash Brian Danielson needs to win a championship ever again. And they just gave him the championship like three weeks ago. So, yeah, this is just the beginning of Jericho, the Ocho. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Uh, what I do give a fuck about, though, is uh, Swerve versus Daddy Ass, because we got some storyline here with some scissors, and Swerve's pissed off at Daddy Ass. I Listen, I, I assume Billy Gunn's still better than 90% of the roster, so you know what? Swerve could le- learn, learn a thing or two. I mean, Swerve, Swerve I, I've been giving Swerve a lot of shit lately, but he is really good. I think this is going to be a really fun match. And I think it'll uh, be a good time. Next up, we have a rematch for the 
all I almost said all American title, the all Atlantic title, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, these two have never had a bad match, so I guess it's, I'm cool with it. Orange Cassidy needs to win this this or we just this championship is so stupid. It doesn't mean anything. It's literally the dumbest thing in AEW. Then there's a lot. I don't know. They have six man belts, which I think are dumber. Pac also holds one of those. But now we also have WrestleMania in a match that I know you're going to love because we've definitely only seen it 16 times. Tony Storm and Akaro Shida taking on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) No. Again? Literally raw. It's just damage control. Fucking AEW. It's this match every week. Oh my God. This This is a waste of time. Yep. And then I didn't even know this was this week, but they snuck it in there. Jungle Boy taking on Luchasaurus. That's a headline. I'm excited for that. Christian Cage yeah. got a good promo. It'll be good. Luchasaurus wins, right? Oh yeah, I would think so. No, you know yeah. what? No, fuck it. I'll say I'll say Jungle Boy. I'll say Jungle Boy. Wow. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Jungle Jack. That's fine. Okay. On that note, is there anything else you want to wrap this shit up? I'm fucking done. I got nothing. Do you, you have anything? Fucking exploded all over this thing. We went way too long. All right. On that well, note, that's what happens when fucking Bray Wyatt comes back for Christ's sake. All right. Anyway, on that note, thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. <laughs>